Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. What you want is sometimes far from what you get. At Harry Ritchie's, we want you to get the heart-stopping, high-fiving diamond gift you want and pay for it the way you want. Our in-house financing lets you make payments that fit your budget and your life. Plus, at Harry Ritchie's, our jewelry is priced at an everyday, real price. That means you get all of the dazzle with none of the haggling. More boom for your buck. Now open at Clackamas Promenade. Harry Ritchie's, truly you. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your news and thoughts for February 7th, 2021. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and go Bucks. Um, we're going to start off with Jim Ross saying that, again, he is all for performance-enhancing drugs in pro wrestling. He said this on Ross Report. Probably five years ago, six years ago, and it didn't get a whole lot of publicity. Eric Bischoff has also come out and said that steroids should be allowed. Uh, but JR talked about this on Grilling JR, his podcast, and he made his argument by asking if the Harlem Globetrotters were tested. He believes that pro wrestling is a form of an entertainment and said that as long as a doctor is in control of it, it should be permitted. Um, I guess I come from the sports side of it. You guys know I'm a sports fanatic uh, involved in all kinds of different sports. I don't know that I can buy this. Um, I don't know that I want to see PEDs used in wrestling i know that there are people sneaking and using them um i know they're using supplements that are borderline i i don't know i go back and forth that it kind of should be your conscience but nowadays i wonder if people do have a conscience and i i, I just don't know how i feel about this you guys need to write me at wrestling overtime at gmail.com Tell me how you feel about it, because maybe I can be persuaded, but as of right now, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking no, but I want to see what people have naturally, not what is created in a lab. I don't know. Anyway, Tommy Dreamer come out and said he believes the possibilities are endless with AEW and Impact having their partnership. Um, he loves that there is unpredictability in the entire situation. You don't know who's going to show up where, when. You don't know if they're going to show up on a show, they're going to show up on a pay-per-view, um, that they're going to show up on one of their YouTube shows. And he says, he compares it to a lot like when WWE and ECW were in it together together 
that you really didn't know what was going to happen. Now, Renee Paquette, uh, Renee Young, for those of you from WWE, John Moxley's wife, um, she talked about on Casual Conversations podcast, and she said that she, while she was in the WWE, pitched a lot of different ideas, and one of them was a Tuesday Night Titans reboot with her and Mean Gene Okerlund. I'm telling you guys, I think that would have been awesome, and if it was like a half an hour or hour long show, I would have watched it. Why didn't WWE try that on the network or try that on YouTube? As many YouTube followers as they have, I mean... I guess that was a little bit before its time, um, because me and Gene Okerlund, I believe he died in 2019, 2018, but uh, she said it never really got any legs at all. She said that they never even filmed a pilot episode for it, and that she put several different cooking shows for WWE where different superstars would come in and either learn to cook or they would show off their favorite recipe or something like that. She also talked about how when she was moved to commentary that she had a lot of attitude her very first night because she wasn't familiar with it. It wasn't something... They had let her practice. It wasn't something that, you know, she had this burning desire to do. It was they wanted to add a woman's view to the commentary desk. She wasn't used to it. People shouting in her ear and everything. And she said, I went at it with a lot of attitude. She said I was a little nervous and everything. But afterwards, she said, Everybody was high-fiving me, telling me how great I did. And she said she even got praise from Vince McMahon and a tweet from him talking about how good she actually was. Um, other uh, good news that I think that we shouldn't need to be aware of is WWE SmackDown ring announcer Greg Hamilton, he got engaged. He is going to marry his longtime girlfriend, Ariana Thompson, and congratulations. I hope you guys are happy. Um, also, on Grilling JR, he spoke about Tony Khan. He talked about how Tony Khan had zero previous booking experience in a real pro wrestling company. That yes, Tony Khan is admitted to wanting to book his own shows since he was a little kid, being a wrestling fan. And I think that's something we all do. I do that on here. But he never really had that experience as far as long-term storylines. And you've got to think about it. AEW does some long-term storylines. And he said that you know, as a rookie booker, Tony Khan has really been actually pretty good. And he said now that he has a year under his belt, he said things are improving 
all around. And he said now that they're in their second year, they're finally getting some of the original talent that they signed are getting over. People that didn't have previous television experiences, they were only on the indies and had to learn about camera and camera placement and, and times and all of that. He said they're now really starting to catch fire, even though there aren't really crowds. I mean, in AEW, there's, what, 600 people, 1,000 people? And so they're getting over anyway. JR also talked about how AEW is the best job he's ever had. And he he talked about how they truly were a family that kind of looked out for each other and everything. Um, Drew McIntyre said that he thinks Shaq could have been a great WWE superstar had he not went into the NBA. Well, I want to say, duh. Are you, are you serious about that one, Drew? I think Shaq would have also been a great NFL football player had he not chosen to go to the NBA. I mean, Shaq has loads of athletic ability for someone his size. And with his charismatic personality, Drew McIntyre said that he would have been a no-brainer, basically. Well, I totally agree. And I still can't believe that WWE didn't follow through with Shaq versus The Big Show because they just didn't think that Shaq was serious. They didn't see him getting in shape. They didn't see him really putting forth an effort. Well, I think a lot of that is because I don't think Shaq thinks that he needs to put forth the effort and that he really needs to get on board with this. Um, we're going to see. He's got a match coming up March 3rd in AEW. Him and Jade Cargill um, are going to take on Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. Now, everyone suspects that Jade and Red Velvet are going to do the majority of the match because they're afraid if Shaq's in there too long, he's just going to blow up. And that may be true. But Shaq doesn't really like getting embarrassed. And I think he knows that wrestling fans aren't afraid to call you out if you are an embarrassment. So, I don't know. I I think Shaq's going to take it somewhat serious. Is he going to get it in the best shape of his life? Uh, no. Probably not. Now, Owen Corey Graves' After the Bell podcast, Edge was on there. And he addressed ageism and the issues that some fans are having with him getting a Royal Rumble win. And that they would have preferred to see a younger star get the push. And he defended himself by saying he got in the best possible shape. 
so that he could look the part, move the part, feel the part, and that's all he can control. He can't control what fans truly think of it. Well, Edge, I don't think that they're going after you, per se. I think there were quite a few fans that were excited. Number one, about Edge coming back. Period, from, I guess, last last year. But also coming back from his injury, his tricep being torn and everything. And I don't think it's ageism. I think when you hear something like, this is the oldest Royal Rumble ever, and last year's was second, that there were only two people under the age of 30 in the Royal Rumble. It was Dominic Mysterio and Otis. And Otis almost wasn't in there. He was a last-minute replacement. I think when people hear that, they wonder, in 10 years, what is WWE going to be doing? Because when you look at NXT, you know, there's not a whole lot of young superstars down there either. And so many people are comparing WWE to AEW. And when they look at AEW, you're seeing Jungle Boy, you're seeing MJF, you're seeing um, Sammy Guevara, Ricky Starks, um, trying to think who else, uh, Darby Allin, um, you're seeing Private Party, Top Flight. All of them are under the age of 30, and they're in major programs, on and off, throughout the show, throughout its history. And I think WWE, true WWE fans that are have been WWE fans for years, it's not about ageism. They just wonder where the company is going and are they going to build new stars. Um, on his Confessions of a Hitman, Brad Hart said something that I've never heard before. And I want you guys to write me at Wrestling Overtime at gmail.com if you have. Um, Bret Hart talked about how he had to train Hulk Hogan because they had their first match together and he, I believe, was exaggerating, but still it's the first time I've ever heard it, said that Hogan really couldn't even run the ropes correctly. That he couldn't get his holds correctly. Their first match was supposed to be, I think he said a minute or a minute and a half long. Hulk Hogan was supposed to get him in a bear hug and supposedly crushing his ribs and he was supposed to tap out. Because Hulk Hogan didn't know how to put together any other kind of match and didn't know any holds. And Bret Hart invited him up to the Hart Dungeon in Calgary. And I guess Hawk turned him down or, or couldn't find time or whatever. But Bret Hart said that later Hogan came to him and said 
he regretted not coming up there and training. And I'm telling you guys, this is this is the first that I have ever heard of Bret Hart working with or training Hulk Hogan or inviting him to the Hart Dungeon. Not saying that it's made up, not at all. Um because I can see Bret Hart doing that. I definitely can, but I just I find it interesting that we haven't heard that before. Impact also announced a segment for Tuesday night. There's going to be a contract signing between Rich Swan and Tommy Dreamer for this Saturday's No Surrender uh, pay-per-view that's going to be on Impact Plus. I'm telling you guys, I told you in the Impact uh, results and thoughts, one of my thoughts on that with Impact Wrestling was that Tommy Dreamer moved out of the way in their tag team match with Moose and Moose nailed uh, Rich Swan, and I think that's going to come up in Tuesday Night's Impact Wrestling. I think there is going to get some heat between them, because otherwise, this is another Jordan Grace versus Jazz match. You know, they're just having a Legends match to be having it, and I I don't really agree with that, you know. Um, now, Dustin Rhodes went on Twitter and asked fans to pray for Terry Funk. Um, he said the 76-year-old is having some pain issues, is having some hip and joint problems, and that he's really in pain. So I, d I wanted to make sure that I put that out there. Um, Instagram got a little hot um, also Saturday, Sunday. Um, Edge went on Instagram and said that he had drove over 1,500 miles this past week. He compared it to facing a tag team of a grizzly bear and a silver bike for 12 rounds. He said that he was wore out, he was tired, he was sore. Um, he did the Royal Rumble on Sunday, Raw on Monday, NXT on Wednesday, and SmackDown on Friday, drove home. He said he spent 80 minutes in the ring in his first two days after driving down. And he said, you know, it it just wore him out. And the smart aleck in me wants to say, Edge, you just did the podcast with Corey Graves. You're complaining about ageism. And then... Three days later, you're talking about how tired and wore out you are. And this is something that some of the main eventers in WWE do all the time. Come on, dude. Um, don't complain about something and then come right out and verify it, you know, three, four days later. You probably shouldn't do that. Now, I'm shocked that this isn't getting more attention. Um, I found this really weird. 
Um, Randy Orton and his wife, Kim. Kim goes to all the pay-per-views. And if you follow her or Randy Orton on Instagram especially, or really on Twitter too, they always take pictures at every pay-per-view, them together, them with different wrestlers or stars that are there. And so they got a picture of them with Bad Bunny. And it it is an excellent picture, I will tell you that. Um, it was on my Instagram stories earlier today, I guess, um, on Wrestling Overtime's Instagram. Um, but if you actually went to Randy Orton's Instagram and looked at the picture, and when you scroll down, Braun Strowman left a comment that said 13%. And that's it. Just 13%. And fans on Instagram immediately started going wild. And then how I heard about it was people were talking about it on Twitter. And so I went over, I hadn't been on Instagram, and I went over and I saw it, and then I started reading why people were going wild. Well, in the Urban Dictionary, 13% is slang and what white supremacists use. It's the percentage of the population in the United States who are African American. And it's kind of a, a a bad slang. And it's not something that a WWE superstar probably should be using. However, there were also quite a few fans, both on Twitter and on Instagram, saying that Braun Strowman was clearly talking about body fat percentage. Yeah, I'm being silent for, I'm letting that set in on you. Because I don't know about you guys. Braun Strowman, I have seen his new body pictures and how he has lost all kinds of weight. He is clearly not at 13% body fat. Now, he may come out and prove me wrong, but I don't think that Ron Strowman is at 13% body fat. And when you look at the picture, I don't know why you would just comment 13%. So when people are saying it's clearly that they're talking about body fat percentage. No, it's not. It's not clear. And I don't think that Bad Bunny has 13% body fat. And I'm not 100% sure. I don't know about Randy Orton. Kim, however, looks popping, and she may be at 13% body fat. Go Kim. But um, I think that this, had it hit mainstream media, 
and everything could have been bad for Braun Strowman. So I think that he really needs to kind of watch what he's saying. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about, though, today for news is also deals with with Randy Orton. Catherine Alexander, who it, I'm I'm gonna say is I don't know if she still is or not maybe not was um, Randy Orton's tattoo artist did a lot of his tattoos and if you've ever seen close up pictures of them they are very intricate and they're really good but she filed a lawsuit in 2018 against. WWE and Take Two Interactive, which does the video games for um, WWE, saying that she never gave permission for them to use her artistry, her art, her tattoos that she designed in their games. And she is wanting compensated for that. So according to PW Insider, they actually got a court date on this finally. Um, it's September 20th. And when they were taking depositions in the case, Randy Orton stated that he didn't know he needed any kind of permission to display his tattoos. He had no clue. Now, Catherine Alexander, she testified that they're copyrighted images, that she came up with them, and that they're hers. Randy Orton kind of disputes that because he went in with ideas, I guess, and had the concept that he wanted and I guess one of the main designs that she is talking about being copyrighted, he's saying since at the time he got it and she put it on him and everything, that the payment for the tattoo, and I believe it's $450 or $550 that he, that she charged him, he says that he bought the rights to that. Now, as far as I could find, I don't see where she's suing Randy Orton. It's just WWE and Take-Two Interactive. But I think that's what it's going to come down to. Is, is a tattoo's artist, even once you pay to get the tattoo and it's on your body, is it still theirs? And if you're in a movie, or you're in a video, or you're on YouTube, or you're, and let's say you're, you're a YouTuber, and you show your tattoo, and you make money off of a YouTube video, does that tattooer have the right to get compensation because you were on a YouTube video that made money? I don't think so, but I want to I have the law to say that, 
because I think then you're going to have a lot of tattoo artists go back, go through movies and TV shows and all of this and want me paid. Don't know that you can do that, but maybe you can. I don't know. So we'll, we're going to have to wait and see what is going on with this. Um, so what do you guys think of all of this? Especially the whole tattoo. I'm interested in knowing what you guys think. Uh, write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at wrestlingovertime. Tell me what you guys are thinking about that actual situation. Um, and I look forward to talking to you guys again really soon and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.